Hi, this is Michelle. This is Gail. Welcome to Audible Clutter, and this week we're going to be talking about the opposite of clutter, which is Marie Kondo. Yeah. For those of you who haven't heard of her, Marie Kondo is this tiny little Japanese woman who has been obsessed with tidying things since she was a small child, apparently, and now goes and professionally tidies people up, tidies people's houses, or helps them tidy for themselves, and has written a couple of books about this and has a Netflix series and so yeah yes, I, heard, I heard of her several years ago because but um, she's recently come into um, the public consciousness because of her Netflix series yes um, but we were also in the process of downsizing our stuff because we have to move and also I'm not sure if I decided to look into Marie Kondo before or after I knew yeah, we had to move we, we started looking into Marie Kondo before we knew that we had to move yeah because I have a huge t-shirt collection and some of it needs to go or some of it does not spark joy as yes. Marie Kondo would say Marie Kondo is all about items that spark joy yes and there are books out there and we got the life changing manga uh, manga of tidying up because well I'm into comic books and manga and Gail actually likes them too yeah because it's easier I sat down I read the manga in like an hour yeah and it was very personalized because it's the story Mm -hmm. of this one woman Chiaki Suzuki who I assume is fictional um, and lives in an apartment and her neighbor and Marie Kondo and you know Marie comes in and kind of gets her to think about what she was excited about in her apartment and living alone and how that got lost in the in overwhelming all... pile of stuff that's all around yes and that's one of the f- my favorite things about having watched the Netflix thing because I figured it would be stressful but it's just people having a worse pile of things than us and yes. being able to cope and deal with it and Marie Kondo not making them feel bad about it. Yeah, because so many people or so many books and stuff will make people feel bad about all of the stuff that they've accumulated. They're very judgy. They are so judgy and Marie Kondo is not judgy. For some reason there are there are rumors going around out there that like Marie Kondo says you can you shouldn't own more than 30 books, so you shouldn't own more than this many shirts. And that's not what she is really about. And actually, there's an article in Better Homes and Gardens, which I don't know exactly why I got a free subscription to it. But anyway, she's in there and she says, you know, it isn't about how me- the number of things that you own. It's how you feel about each item and looking at each one by itself and saying does this spark joy for me it's less about what you're tossing out and more about what you want to keep in your life yes and if a collection of something brings you joy then that's great yeah that you have something like that in your life so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to have to go through all of my comic books and only pick the top 30 because that wouldn't even dent my legion collection (laughs) or any or my graphic novels that i actually like or the t-shirts that you actually love or Or anything yeah. yeah There's definitely stuff that can be trimmed, and there's definitely, I'm buying a lot less, partly because I'm trying to save money, or not spend as much, but also because, you know, fast fashion is not sustainable. Yes. <laughs> and we've actually gotten into going to Community Aid up in Harrisburg, mm-hmm. which is kind of Which is cool. like a thrift store. Yeah, it's a thrift store, but it's um, the new version of religious thrifting. Yeah. It seems much less judgy than the Salvation Army. I'm not sure if that's entirely accurate, but I will not set foot in the Salvation Army store because they are so anti-gay and trans people. Yeah, and community, it does seem less judgy. Judgy, Uh, Still religious-based, but less judgy. 
So yeah. yeah, good. So yeah, we've actually I've actually got like the last two pair of pants I got were from Community Aid. They seem practically new. And we we've went got we went there and bought costume stuff and yeah, that for sort the of thing. Past couple of shows we did because we got the shows, jackets yeah. for actually the, all three of the shows all that three of our shows done, done. we do thrifting and yeah. we actually have a schedule we talked to the cast about it the midsummer cast about it this year and next because we ended up in separate thrift stores sending texting photos to each back other back and forth yeah. um, so we're just going to take a Saturday rehearsal or a weekend rehearsal and all go thrifting together to kind of get a group collection collective thing about the character costumes yeah. Which hopefully Marie Kondo would approve of, because we should probably get back to <laughs> Yes, back to Marie Kondo. Um, so, yeah, basically we are trying to go through all of our stuff, starting with, you start with the clothing, which we have an enormous pile of clothing that needs to be washed. And so... The I've, mountain, the, the ma- laundry mountain. The laundry mountain. I've been working my way through the laundry mountain to the point now that our washing machine isn't working. So... <laughs> Yeah, the laundromat is going to help me out. Although they do not have a pinball machine anymore, which is kind of sad because there should be more pinball machines. Yes, there should. Um, but anyway, go through all of your stuff. Marie Kondo, when she goes in and like does individual people, will say, "Okay, take all of your clothing and put it in one enormous pile, and then go through it all." But uh, in her the latest article I read about her, she does realize that people don't necessarily have the time to do that or the space yeah. or whatever. Yeah, this says decide to tidy up and then visualize your ideal lifestyle is number two. I'm going through the manga. Um, but one of the reasons why she starts with clothing, tidy by category, I skipped a page, that's number four, or I skipped a thing. Tidy by category is, but one of the reasons she starts with clothes, to finish discarding first. Um, one of the reasons she starts with clothing is because it's easy to tell. It's easier to tell what sparks joy. And if you start with clothing, then by the time you get to more personal things like nostalgia items, mementos, mm-hmm. and paperwork, you will have a better sense of what joy means for you. Yeah. Which is really kind of cool. It is. All right, so tidy so. by category. Um, yeah, don't do... Because there was one of the Netflix episodes, one of the guys was having major trouble figuring out what Joy was from clothes, but then when he got to the books, he, like, snagged on immediately the concept of which books brought Joy to him. Mm-hmm. And it was a really cool episode. I think it's the fifth episode. Um, she helps these two young gay guys who are trying to um, impress the one of them's parents with the fact that they're actually adults now and not just kids in co- kids yes. out of college. They're, they're adults and they have a home, and yeah. it's not just two kids shacking up yeah and it was a really great episode and it was, it was. I mean, it was yeah. really very um supportive mm-hmm. she was incredibly supportive there was and no way did she treat their relationship as anything else because they were gay she just treated them kind of like younger you would hope you would treat your younger brother yeah yeah it was five just fold and stand upright gal has gone nuts for folding t-shirts she will not let me touch them actually well, yeah because <laughs> there's not... a very specific way to fold the t-shirts so that they are the turn into these nice neat little rectangles that you can stand up in the drawer and it does tell, save a ton of space it does save so much space and you can look at the drawer and see what t-shirts you have available and, and, and that so, sock thing is better too because they get less worn they, they do get less get worn. worn yeah the what, the problem i have with socks is that they come on done because we don't really have the sock doors set up so that right. they can easily go together. Well, we'll have but, to fix that. Choose books by feel. We haven't gotten to books yet. I'm kind of wary of the book thing. Yeah, it, we've been working on clothing for like three months. Yeah. But, already. So, um, and we haven't actually gotten to the part where we 
put everything out and no. decide I'm what works. I'm a about books. Seven, yeah. papers and kimono. I think kimono is nostalgia is, stuff. No, kimono is like the kitchen. Wear oh, kitchen stuff. And that sort of thing. Our kitchen stuff is pretty basic, though. We shouldn't have huge trouble with no, that. No, we really shouldn't. This is what happens when you don't buy kitchen stuff for like 10 years because yeah. Faultsgraf went away and stopped doing their big tent sale where we bought everything. Yeah, we kind of need new kitchen stuff. But we, we need space for it. We need um, space. Leave Spence because we just had a shelf to collapse. Leave sentimental mm-hmm. items for last. Yeah. And then yeah. store things where they belong. She has a lot of storage solutions that make things make sense. So I'm looking forward to doing that. Yes. And then real life begins after putting your house in order. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to this because we've just accumulated so much stuff. And there's some stuff we haven't unpacked since we moved in here. Mm, yeah, we've been here. It'll be f- almost 15 years. Yeah. And yeah, there's stuff that is still in the boxes that was here. And I think possibly there's stuff that is still in the boxes that it moved to York in in 1990. Wow. I think. Yeah. Some, like our stuff from college. So, yeah, there's a lot there. So, we are undergoing a um, major stuff this month. We will keep you posted, and we are planning to get through it with Marie Kondo. So, we appreciate her putting so much out there, and it makes a lot of sense. And we're going to figure out what sparks joy and take it with us. Yep. All right, and now we're going to take a brief break, and we'll be right back to talk about Season 3 of Stranger Things, which we have finished. woo and we're back to talk about season three of Stranger Things, which was squelchy. So, so squelchy. Yeah, they totally switched from thriller to suspense to horror, horror, body horror, teenage, teenage sex horror, too, I think. In some yeah, and to some extent. Stent. Yeah, just all of the horror tropes were coming into play. Yeah. Yeah, because the whole Billy storyline yeah billy was in one of those horror movies where living badly makes you suffer (laughs) yeah he was as well as anybody even randomly connected to him Mm -hmm. although they kept max clear of that which was surprising well she yeah because she was just separated from him for the entire season yeah and it might have been more interesting actually if they hadn't kept her so separate from him if she noticed the change in his behavior or Mm -hmm. things like that I mean, the, I don't think in season three that the suspense and the villain stuff was as strong. No. I mean, they because... just like doubled down on gross and big and scary, but, and then it wasn't as scary. Yeah, it was there weren't the big jump thrills Yeah. as much. Well, the Nancy doing some investigative stuff was kind of cool. It was. But then they, it wasn't. But then it just turned into more... Yeah, horror. They let it unravel into just horror, and the and the horror sequences just seem to go on too much. The spoilers coming up, of course, but like the the chases through the hospital went on and on and on. It yes, was like, there was no. It pacing. was like Titanic. <laughs> when yeah, just every some somebody is in a locked room with the thing. Just like somebody is locked below decks on the Titanic, and it happened again and again and again. And the same person and the same thing. thing. And there was yeah, there was no. It wasn't as strong because it kept happening. Yeah, and I think at no point did you really feel like you felt that they were in danger, but it wasn't. 
it just didn't it seemed like they were just throwing horror tropes at yeah. it. Yeah. And it seemed like every episode was just a, like five minutes too long. Yeah. And it seemed like in the although this is the fourth time we said it, it seemed like um the last two episodes they didn't the the Duffer brothers forgot how to direct because or edit. Because it seemed like right, yeah. they fit 90 minutes into, or whatever, you know, they they could have trimmed out 25% of it. Mm-hmm. Or done something else with that time. Because yeah. the relationship stuff was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, the relationship between the kids and the dating. Yeah, it was and... so great to see Elle and Max having just that girl friendship. Yeah. And, like, going to the mall and trying on sunglasses and... Getting ice cream and that sort of stuff that Elle the never 80s had a montage. chance to do. Yeah, the eighties mo- the eighties mall montage was just fun because, first of all, it was the eighties montage and there were all these stores that aren't around anymore or that people don't really go to anymore. But there's also that you know Elle has never done this before. Elle has never had a female friend before that she could go shopping with and she could. Laugh with and talk about boys and talk about boys, yeah. And so that was just so nice that she got to have that moment, yeah. Yeah, and the mall, um, there were like three separate plot lines because there was a Steve and Robin and Dustin plot line, Mm -hmm. and actually, Lucas's little sister, who was very cool, Erica. Yes, that was so cool. You can't spell America without Erica, (laughs) which is a really cool tagline, it really is. (laughs) And then there was the Nancy and Jonathan stuff, and then there was the Mike L. Will. And um, Lucas and Max stuff. Well, and then there all was also three plot lines convert. But then there was also the um, Joyce and Harper Hopper, Hopper stuff. Yeah, stuff. So yeah. actually, there were four. Right, but they stories. actually all converge pretty well. Yeah, they really as did. opposed to I thought the second season fell down a bit that because they took Elle kind of out of the mix for a while to have her meet her mom. Yeah, that's true. And that I don't think that worked as well as this. And this with the four plot lines all converging on the Russian hideout Mm -hmm. um, that really worked but whereas in this episode it was the horror part of it that didn't work the mind flayer part of it and I think this is one of the problems with using your same having your same villain over and over again and such an overpowering villain Mm -hmm. I mean it was kind of nice how they used Will because he was no longer under the mind flayer control but he could kind of he got a you know a, a rise up the back of his neck when there was prominent mind flayer power being tossed about yeah yeah, that was cool. And uh. but and it was really good to see that Will was a little bit behind the rest of the group because he didn't have a girlfriend. Because I think it, part of that was because he had been taken out of the group for two seasons, basically. He was missing, and then he was sick. And so he didn't have this, the development that the other characters did. He still wanted to play D and D. He he still wanted to play D and D. Well, but I think also Will hasn't hit the mental puberty of whoever right. he's interested. In. I think that that's partially because he, he was, was taken. He wasn't there. Huh. Yeah, because he's definitely on the fringe of his friend group now. Yeah. And he doesn't have you know they some of the stuff that Lucas and Mike and Dustin now have in common because they all have girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Although, whether or not Dustin's is actually real is some matter of speculation among his friend group because he met her at camp. And she and lives in, in Utah. Utah. 
So the rest of his friends are kind of dubious about that because when they go to contact her, the, he gets nothing because he's mm-hmm. got to build a radio tower. There's not quite as much science, although there is still some. There's still some. And that was so cool, that, boy, spoilers coming, that, that to remember that in 1985, if you wanted to know Planck's constant, you had to either know it or have a book or have know somebody else who knew what yeah, it was. because I was legit waiting for somebody to pull out their phone and do it. Yeah, but they couldn't because it was 1985 and there was no internet and, and there so was no Google. they had to know somebody who was smart enough to know what Planck's constant was. Or And they didn't have books with them. Yeah. So, yeah, that uh, was so cool. But it was also cool when Joyce went to the science teacher to try to figure out why everything was getting demagnetized. Yes. To see that. And I think that was one of the really good aspects of it, although the Hopper character, Hopper, is kind of a complete jackass about... Joyce and dating because he wants Joyce to date him and she's busy trying to save her kids and his kid and the um, world and the world and he doesn't acknowledge that because he's a jackass yeah. um but she goes to science to try to figure out why things are being demagnetized and I think it's really good when Hopper acknowledges that Joyce would be a massively cool police detective <laughs> because somebody who's an adult actually acknowledges that she's putting all these pieces together and doing <laughs> all of this and no one had ever done no one had ever acknowledged you know the intelligence behind everything that she's doing to protect all of those kids. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, so much intelligence and so much piecing it all together. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, to Joyce be and, able to do that does take so much brain power. Yeah, Joyce and Nancy should just open a detective agency. They really should. Yeah, because <laughs> Nancy's doing the investigative reporter, and the men at the paper where she's interning are giving her such a hard time. Be just being jerks. Yeah, because yeah. So much of the time that happens to women in the workforce. And yeah. That's... And it was worse. I don't even know if it was worse then or not. It was worse then. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, that was probably, unfortunately, about the right level of joke. Really? Them. Yes. It was from, very impressively jerked them. Yeah. From reporters and editors in 1985. Hmm. Yeah. But she got to have a good talk with her mom, which was nice. Yes, that oh, was great. Where the Duffer Brothers way overindulged is the fair. They set up the climax. So yeah. Stuff was happening at this carnival. Stuff was happening at the mall. Stuff was happening. But they obviously had this idea that they were going to use all the rides. And, and it was just too much. It was just overindulgent. It really cut the pace. It really did so much cut the pace. And they didn't have those really cool transitions like they had in the previous seasons. They didn't, it didn't no. flow, it didn't work together as well. Yeah. So I kind of want to go back and watch it, but I kind of want to fast forward through the horror parts mm-hmm. and just watch some of the relationship stuff to see how Ellen and Mike develop and Max and Lucas and yeah. um, Erica's little sister and Robin and Steve. And Robin is such a cool character. Robin is very, very cool. Because she helps them break the Russian code. Yeah, and another then, really, really smart woman who could be part of that detective agency. Yeah, Robin and Nancy. Robin, Nancy, and Joyce. Although Robin would probably be mad crushing on Nancy. Probably. <laughs> and Nancy would be okay with that, but not crush back. No. Yeah. Um, yeah, but Robin was a really good addition, and they handled the whole coming out thing well because they mm-hmm. pumped them full of <laughs> food. <laughs> <to share. laughs> yeah, so you, and, and, and what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, they had a... They did the sequence of... The humor stuff was good. The relationship stuff was good, whether romantic or friendship. Mm-hmm. Hopper was a complete jerk. Um, they just, just His character was just so bad this yeah. season. Um, 
and uh, the, the the special effects in the squelchy monster bits were good, but you never had that outside the realm sense. I mean, that was one of the cooler things yeah. about the first two seasons was when they went to the upside down. And they t- actually turned the camera upside, upside down. Upside down, and they took those moments to give you that little bit of chill. And that didn't happen. You never got that moment of chill. It was all just... I mean, there was all just all of a sudden... Four. Oh, there's this enormous monster. Yeah, they're, yeah. uh, they're going to do a season four, so I wonder if this is kind of filler stuff to set up another... Season, maybe... Because, I mean, they got L got bitten. Episode 7 was the bite. And so I wonder if there's going to be lingering consequences from the bite. And at the end of the season, spoiler, she doesn't have powers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder what's going to happen in season 4. But season 3 is just... Uh, I want to go back and fast forward through the squelching monster bits and watch the relationship stuff. All the dy- group dynamics. Because the group dynamics are altering a bit. Mm-hmm. And it's that's still a real strength of this show. Yes, it really is. And so I wonder how much of this season was just a sloppy setup for what's coming next. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, we still recommend Stranger Things. It's just not as clean and fast paced this season, season three. Yeah, but the not character stuff is really good. Yeah. Yeah, character stuff is really good, except for anything that involves Hopper is kind of iffy. Although the letter at the end does kind of save him. It does. I mean, but the, the Joyce whole... and Hopper stuff is just pointless for grown ups. It's one thing it is. when they it's do it with true. Nancy and Jonathan, it's, it's another thing when they do it with adults who've had relationships. And yeah. That sullen teenage boy Hopper in the body of a male Viet- or a grown up Vietnam veteran is ridiculous. That is. Especially but... when he's supposed to be sensitive enough to raise L effectively. Right. I mean, it's just his, out of character. His, his relationship with L. I thought was really good. I thought that that was yeah. the the whole finally he can call her his daughter and yeah. she can call him dad. Yeah. And that was good and that was and the whole dealing with Mike thing was hysterical. Yeah, but the the whole Joyce thing was stupid. The whole Joyce so thing was So to build a character stupid. who can deal with kids and was getting practical advice from Joyce and then to have him be whiny because Joyce is spending time with like he's entitled to her affection just makes him not have the emotional nuance that Hopper seemed to have before. Yes. That was out of character, and I mm-hmm. didn't like that. And it's ba- it was bad dating, and do not behave toward a woman like he did. No, don't. And, I mean, Joyce was still mourning. It wasn't even a year. Yeah. So that that part of Hopper was bad. But mostly season Stranger Things, season three, good L stuff, good Mike stuff, good Mac stuff. Eric is great. Dustin's great. Robin's great. Steve is Steve. <laughs> and yes. Nancy and Jonathan or Nancy and Jonathan mm-hmm. and there's Russians and them all mm-hmm. so um, anything else you want to say? no I think that's good so, alrighty so thank is, you this has been Audible Clutter yes and um, take care we'll talk to you next week cheers Bye.